Okay. That we're starting the first episode of Working Title Bay and mm-hmm. the Debauchery. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I every time I say that I feel like I'm saying the wrong title. Maybe I should really just change it. Well, did you want it to be depraved or debauchery? Oh, depra- yeah, see I am saying it wrong. I can't even get my own title correct. <laughs> Bay and the depraved. Okay, yeah. that that sounds better than debauchery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was kind of playing with the idea, I was kind of think like you and me are completely opposites. But, mm-hmm. like, we're both nerds, I guess. But if I remember yeah. correctly, you kind of mentioned you're not a massive, severe nerd the way I would be. You're kind of just... Massive, nerd. severe? Yeah, I mean, I guess. What does it mean to be, like, uh a... You need to consume as much as you can in terms of pop culture and nerd culture, anime, video games, everything. Mm, I don't consume a lot of, like... I used to consume more anime and, like, more stuff like that, but not recent, not in recent times. Yeah, and, and you, you definitely read more books than I do. Like, mm. I can't even read a book anymore. I'm that bad... <laughs> Really? Yeah, like I, I can't even, I could barely even handle reading PDF documents. And then now it's like I look at a book and I'm like, Ugh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I like to read things I'm interested in. I'm not gonna go read like some something that it's like nonfiction, fucking some person's drama. Drama's the best kind, though. I can read some drama on Twitter if it's actually interesting and not just someone being a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. That's a sad thing. Cancel culture has ruined the drama I receive. Oh, really? How so? I don't. It's like I'm comfortable with cancel culture when it's like this person's a rapist. Cancel them. You know, like Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. I had the complete Bill Cosby TV show downloaded. And I deleted it after all that shit popped up. Yeah. Um, But, like, when it's like, oh, this comedian said the N-word 20 years ago. Or, oh, this singer made fun of Native Americans 10 years ago. It's just like, I don't care. Like, Mm -hmm. shitty of them. But, like, honestly... we we suddenly started to expect we're saying hey everyone um is part of this racist system but then we automatically just assume that everybody growing up in this racist system should have just known better when like those two things yeah. don't work together mhm i mean if you think about it it's like we've slowly come to realize that the things these things are wrong, you know. Yeah. So we can't expect them, you know, thirty years ago or ten years ago to realize what they're doing is wrong if we, as a society, aren't saying that it's wrong. Yeah. We can't hold them to a standard that didn't really exist back then. Joys, but yeah, just I just want like good. I I want a rap beef or something, you know. Like I want. <laughs> I want Eminem to come out again and just insult everybody and then have everybody angry. I want, like, Mariah Carey's boyfriend to come out again. Mariah Carey? Yeah, Nick Cannon. 
Oh, what did Nick Cannon do? Oh, no, when um Eminem released that last album or whatever, and he dissed everybody again, mm-hmm. um, Nick mm-hmm. Cannon released a diss track, and he tried going after Eminem, oh. and everyone's just like, the fuck is this, Nick Cannon? And <laughs> even Eminem said, this isn't even worth a response to. And that was his response. Um, Damn. Really, the only, like, then Takashi69 released a video of, like, him, like, mouthing the words in a bathroom to his diss track. And he's like, this is going to be hot fire. But then he didn't release <laughs> anything. Because he's a bitch. A snitch. Damn. A bitch. Um, and then everybody else apparently was just really excited that they got mentioned on Eminem's album. Except yeah, for, I mean. Except for that Machine Gun Kelly fellow. Publicity's pub- publicity, baby. Mm-hmm. Although, I prefer positive over negative. Negative distresses me out. Have you- I can't deal with people hating me. So you've been streaming for, like, what, four, five, six years? Yeah, almost six years now, I believe, if not six years. Have you ever had any negative publicity, cancel culture, blah, blah, blah? Like, I haven't really, like, as you guys know, I've barely paid attention to Twitch up until, like, I started following you. Mm -hmm. But, like, Mm -hmm. the only time I notice of Twitch drama is, like, when it's really fucking huge. But the second I became part of this stuff, like... Just listening to all the guys talk in Discord, it's like, apparently there's a lot of drama that happened between everybody. Yeah, I mean, once you get higher up on the Twitch social ladder, more and more drama tends to happen. Um, But no, I've never really had anything negative. Only one time. But it wasn't my fault, so... It was really stupid. It was that time whenever you mentioned the clip someone taking pictures outside of my house. Oh, yeah. I mean, itself is creepy, right? I mean, like, it was weird. Um, when I saw it, I was completely shocked. I was like, what the heck? What is that? You know? Um, I told my parents. And, you know, my mom was like, oh, God, what do we do? So we told my dad. and We talked to the neighbors and stuff, and nobody said that they saw anything or whatever. We just assumed that it was like maybe the neighborhood kids that, you know, maybe saw that I was streaming inside the window or whatever. Cause there are like two little girls that live next to me. Um, but someone took the clip and then posted it on live stream fails, which is kind of like the hub of all streamer drama. And it blew up because he clickbaited the title like, oh my god, someone's taking pictures in the window. Oh my god. And everyone responded to it like, oh my god, what the hell? What is this? This is so creepy. And then they basically said that I was just doing it for attention. That I set the whole thing up. The thing is that I never asked for it to be posted. I didn't even know that they were posting it on there. Like, they were a sub of mine. Like, I trusted them, and we all agreed that, you know, just tell my parents, and it'll be fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, my stream's blowing up, and people are saying that I'm faking this. Whatever, I didn't even want it to, like, any attention, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Somebody, like, I was reading the Reddit, and that's, yeah, that's all people were fucking saying. Like, oh, she faked it. Oh, it's so fake. Oh, she's a horrible actress. And then other people were like, well, if if it was real, like, wouldn't she, like, just act like this? Like, and everybody kept arguing every little moment. Like, look at how her eye moving is. She's not even really registering anything. It's real. And it's like, no, she, her eyes aren't moving at all because she's trying not to. Um, <laughs> yeah it was so weird like to have every move analyzed and i'm just like dude (laughs) i don't know what it is yeah when i saw it first like with the flash and everything my mind went to like two things one it's like your parents outside and like you have one of those houses like a front porch and they're just like oh there's Bay. let's take a photo of her um Mm -hmm. kind of thing like my my mother did that to me all the time when she was outside on the porch and I'm inside, mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, it's you gaming. Get out of the fucking house. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, it was one thing I've noticed in white neighborhoods, even up here, is um, you'll have neighbors just running up to each other's houses and, like, taking photos of decorations or the wall or the paint and be like, this is what I Yeah. Doing. Yeah, exactly. I just assumed it was a neighbor. Like, I didn't think it was anything creepy. I mean, of course, you know, you're set off, like, uh, what the hell is that? Like, that's scary. But, you know, people were telling me that I should go to the police. And I was like, with what? Like, what are they going to do about this vague clip of somebody taking a picture outside of my house? Like, I don't live in a bad neighborhood. Like, nobody's been threatening me. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you guys are acting, asking me to completely overreact. Like, and... I just got really irritated, but it's really stressful for people to constantly tell me how shitty of a person I am because I faked an event that I didn't even do. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I asked him to take it off. He wouldn't take it off because he wanted the Reddit karma or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> how do I get out of this? And so I made um, a twit longer like, hey guys, pretty much just saying like, I'm okay. Uh, if you guys are concerned, don't worry. I'm taking it seriously. Or I'm t- taking precautions or whatever. And then I sent the first draft to my friend, and they're like, "No, no, no. You got to handle this way more, like professionally. Like you're being too casual about this." And I was like, "Oh God, okay." So they rewrote it, and it did. It t- took a tone that I'm not. I don't usually take because I am just more of a casual person. When I'm addressing my viewers. The masses. Yeah. Um, So I mentioned something like, you know, as a public figure, we need to be more careful. Like, I should definitely take more precautions and I will get it checked out or whatever. But then Keemstar (laughs) put me in one of his videos, of course, saying that, I faked the whole thing, um, which I don't know if you know who Keemstar is, but he's just a drama YouTuber and said <laughs> that I was terrible, I was a fake, that I should have gone to the police, like all this shit, and then dissected my twit longer on his YouTube video and basically sent like a bunch of 15-year-olds to me to rag on me. And tell me like 
you're just a faking bitch. You only have a hundred viewers. Like, shut up, you know? And I was like, what the fuck did I do to deserve this? And of course, they made fun of me for using public figure, which those weren't even my words. So I did feel weird about that. But, um, but I, I mean, I would agree. I think any streamer, no matter the size, if you're putting yourself out there, you're putting your information, your name, the place you live, um, you know, where I went to college, um, my last name, things like that, you know, then, yeah, I mean, I'm putting all my information into the public eye. You know, so I didn't mean it like I'm some hot shit streamer, you know, but of course that gets lost in translation. And Keemstar came on my stream and pretty much just made me cry by telling me that I was a shitty person for faking this. And I was like, I don't, I didn't do anything. I didn't ask for this to happen. Why are you trying to ruin my career? Of course, nothing ever came of it, but still, it was a really stressful time. As always, Keemstar is just being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just fucking hate Keemstar. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I love drama. I despise the people who discuss drama. It's a very, it's a very weird state I am in. Well, I think there's a way you can discuss drama without trying to ruin somebody you know yeah I just, or just being an overall shitty person yeah i just really wish that when like people say like oh i dubs destroyed these people's careers that they were actually like fucking right about it like you know like people were like leafy's been destroyed but all his videos were still getting like several hundred thousand views after mm -hmm. like how how was that destroyed like, yeah Pretty sure ninety percent of YouTube would wish for those numbers, but apparently he was he was killed and murdered. Same with Tana Mongo. Mm -hmm. like she's now even after being cancelled and destroyed by iDubs, one of the biggest people out there. Same with like Keemstar, I don't really see Keemstar being talked about as much as he was in the past. Um mm -hmm. but that also just seems to be like he primarily because he's not really making as much headlines as he used to. Like he, yeah, because like he was he was you know racist, shouting the n word, um, all that mm -hmm. shit. But after the I Dubs video, he did de he definitely toned down quite a bit afterwards. Mhm. Mm Don't throw stones in glass houses. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think the last I really heard of him was him just being, like, do you know who Etika is? Yeah, he was that uh. YouTube rapper, I think, who killed himself. Yeah, he was big in the Smash scene. Um, I know he was like, I don't, I don't remember his content exactly, but he was big on YouTube and in the Smash scene. But he always struggled with, you know, like suicidal thoughts, and there's like tweet collages of Keemstar saying like, "Oh, he's not going to kill himself." this is just fake or whatever. Like saying, you know, he's going to bitch out of it or whatever. And he got a lot of flack for that, which he, you know, deserved, but it's the last I ever heard of him. Yeah, like, I think recently he's getting shit, 
I think he's getting canceled by H3H3 or some shit. Like, they started targeting his ads and sponsorships and everything. Then they started pulling out. Um, Yeah, I saw that. I guess it's not the last I heard of him. I did see that, but I don't know what it's about. I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I kind of, like, watched a YouTube, like, Philip DeFranco's video on him, on it. But I completely forgot about it. I guess my question is just, like, why now? (laughs) Why, after all of these years, can you start doing shitty stuff? Would they try to cancel him? So random. I don't know. Like, I see a lot of people saying it's because their channel is dying, like which I've been hearing about for a couple of years now, like, mm-hmm. before, they, like, it seems they, all their content now is just their podcast, and then making one edgy, edgy well, what's his face? Ethan making edgy joke after edgy joke. Like, at the, at the end of the day, you know, where is it, where, really, where is the substance? Like, mm-hmm. I love edgy jokes, but if, like, I'm listening to 100 podcast episodes of the exact same edgy jokes about some nonsense after a while it just becomes bullshit mm-hmm. yeah it becomes boring I just hope I don't talk about edgy bullshit all the time in my podcast <laughs> so far you haven't said anything edgy yeah but that's also because I don't want to ruin your brand like I'm just I'm just thinking of all my other episodes on my other podcast I'm like I should delete some episodes before this goes live just to my oh. <laughs> oh gosh what have you done nerdy oh god I've done I've done things <laughs> what have you said I've said things I should not I shall not repeat <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> to prevent targeting your name Thank you, I appreciate it. But so, kind of diving more into your Twitch. So, mm. why did like being a Twitch streamer? Mm-hmm. It's definitely it can definitely be stressful. Like, I, you're you obviously don't um, stream as much as like say Amarath, who does it like twelve hours mm-hmm. every fucking day. Um, mm-hmm. But you still do stream quite a bit. And again, for six years, like, what really, what drove you to this? Mm. Well, in the beginning, I mean, I started when I was 16, so I was always playing video games anyways. I always liked to YouTube, and I was like, man, I really want to do YouTube, but I don't know anything about editing videos or doing all the work to making it, so I was like, Okay, and I was watching one day, and then one of the YouTubers I watched recommended their Twitch, and I was like, okay, well, what the hell is this? So I click on it, and I go there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just YouTube without the work. Yes. So I make a channel, and like in a couple days, I'm streaming Smite. And I guess... Like, it was just fun and exciting to see who would come and say something or come and say hi and talking to new people. And then I was hosted by one of the bigger Smite streamers uh, who had like a thousand viewers. So that was like on my fourth or fifth day of streaming. And it was crazy. You know, I'd never gotten that kind of attention before. 
and is exciting. And I don't know, I, I just enjoyed the community I created after that to talk to, to play games with. Of course, you know, you quickly learn that you can't trust everybody that wants to be your friend because they also want to date you, even though you're 16. <laughs> and just casually throwing the shade out there. I was, I was just waiting for that to be something that's brought up. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I heard the guys talking about it in the voice chat the other day, um, bringing something up. Like, I wasn't sure if they were talking about you or somebody else, but they're just like... Yeah, in the beginning she got hosted, and then like after like a couple hosts, he just started DMing her and being like, "Hey, why don't you come over?" type of things. And I'm like, "Oh, well, be fun." I don't know. To be fair, like he drank a lot back then, so like we would like he asked me to call with him a couple of times, and we did. But, you know, I told him, like, I'm 16, and he was like, oh, okay, 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 sorry, sorry. And we kind of, like, didn't communicate that much, but, I like, he was hitting on me, you know. But it did taper off, and nothing ever happened, and I wouldn't say he crossed any lines. I mean, he was flirty, but, you know, would I call him, like, a pedo or something? Probably not. <laughs> he didn't ask me for nudes or anything, so... At least he's he's got that going. Oh, that's um, that's such a high bar you have there for the men. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then it just kind of became a hobby because also you know I was just in high school, just doing normal stuff, turning my homework in on time, and then streaming a couple hours in the evening. Um. I wouldn't say I really started streaming seriously until I got to college. And I think that was mostly out of being isolated. Um, because college was a really bad experience for me. And I didn't have any friends. My roommate hated me. I just couldn't make any friends. I had really bad anxiety. And I started failing, and everything just went to shit. <laughs> and I lost, like, probably, like, 15 pounds. My hair was falling out. I was just losing it. And so I would pretty much just, like, sleep all day, miss all my classes, wake up and stream. And then I actually managed to only fail one class that year, which is pretty impressive. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so then I came home and I streamed like pretty much all summer. And then the next year, my mom and dad wanted me to go to college again. Even though I kind of wanted to stop in full-time stream because I was working towards a sub button. And I don't know if I had it at that time. I think I did have a sub button by the time I started my second year of college. And I, I was pulling good views, more viewers than I have now. Um, and then I went to college, had the same issues. I hated it. I was also balancing a real job, working at a boutique. And I 
just exploded again. And I told my parents I was dropping out. And then I full-time streamed from there. And I think, I don't know, I mean, I enjoy streaming. I uh, don't really, it kind of became like an outlet to be myself because I was never myself in my real life. I always felt like I had to be, you know, the person that my parents wanted me to be. So I really developed my personality through streaming and playing games with my friends and being on the internet or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. So it's always been kind of a space that I can come to and have fun and be safe, I suppose. Although people have rattled that space several times, but I always manage to get it back to where it needs to be. Which is also why I don't think I could ever be a big streamer. And why I always have this habit of murdering my stream right before it gets even remotely big. Hmm. So you just actively self-sabotage yourself once you start noticing growth? I mean, not consciously. Well, in hindsight, I can look back and be like, oh. Because I'll take months off. Because once I start getting more viewers and more people start expecting more of me, they, you know, they're like, where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you streaming? You know, we miss you. You know, oh, why aren't you streaming longer hours or whatever it may be? And I get really stressed out <laughs> because my stream, I don't like feeling like it's some kind of rigorous schedule and I don't want it to feel like a job. It's always been something that I've enjoyed. And when people start taking that enjoyment out of it, I implode and take a lot of time off. Oh, yeah, that's completely understandable. Yeah, yeah. everyone's been telling me about that. Being like, uh, eh, she's going to leave soon. It's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Well, not <laughs> soon, but yeah. Yeah. I want to avoid that happening. You know, I... <laughs> I'm going to be selfish and say I enjoy the community you you have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like everyone's complimenting each other. It's great. You know, we fuck around, but like it's it's definitely a fun community. Like I like I've mentioned before in chat, I have been part of like 80 discords this past year and every single one of them mm -hmm. I, I spend 5 minutes in chat and I'm fucking irritated or bored. So like Mm -hmm. Really, the only reason I've been attracted to yours, of course, is because you know, simping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I I was there for the queen, but stayed for the homies. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when everyone's like saying like, oh, she she's gonna she might leave leave and everything and like take time off, and then everyone just kind of goes their own way. I'm like, no. It's not allowed. <laughs> so that's kind of why I've been staying in the stream all day, every single day. But then I realized mm -hmm. how much fucking data that's taking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to conserve some. Yeah, because so up here in the north, we have a data cap. Um, mm -hmm. The highest data cap we have is 500 gigabytes a month for $240. Mm -hmm. um, and... Last month, I went to like two terabytes of data. 
Oh, wow. Just so do you have to pay more? Yeah, just going over by 100 gigs is around, is over $300. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, thankfully, though, um, because of COVID-19, they've given us unlimited data. So I'm not going to get charged, what? Oh, or, good. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm not going to get charged that much extra. Um, but it's still like a concern for, you know, like next month. The future. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, definitely. That's quite spooky. <laughs> I really can't <laughs> wait till Unlimited. That's actually. All of my friends wanted to dive into streaming when we were all in high school as well, but like back then, mm -hmm. our data caps were like 50 gigs a month. So oh it was always just like, no, why? It's It won't work up here in the north. We have to go down south. But then none of mm -hmm. us went to college, so we are all just staying in Yellowknife. Mm. I see. Have you ever thought of going back to college or even just doing like an e-course or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've thought about doing online classes or going to a trade school. Just learning something that I can fall back on eventually whenever I have to snap back into reality. Um, it's something I avoid. Because I think I had such a terrible time in college that it's definitely some kind of trauma that I hold on to and when I think of it it just gives me extreme anxiety so I I like to avoid you know even thinking about it but I'm sure you know if I went back now it would be different and I would go to a different college it wouldn't be so far away it wasn't that far away it was like 45 minutes but from somebody who never left their home that was a long ways away and I would be studying something that is pretty straightforward. That I could just like get in and get out in like maybe two to four years. But yeah, I don't know. Definitely stresses me out. Oh yeah, I definitely don't doubt that. Like I'm just, I just got re-enrolled into marketing for a marketing degree. And just looking at mm -hmm. everything and I'm like... I don't fucking care about this. I already regret doing this. I just mm -hmm. want I just want to go take like a four week certification course and be like I'm done rather than a mm -hmm. fucking four year degree. Mhm. Mm Is that what you're doing then? Yeah, just a four year degree for uh, marketing and everything. But then like I'm looking at everything else and I'm like certificates just seem the best way to go, really. Like <laughs> Mm-hmm. Less time, less money. Yeah, like obviously people want degrees and diplomas, but I'm like get a couple of years of experience running a marketing department and then mm -hmm. building a portfolio that way. And then just tossing a bunch of like, you know, management certificates in there that take four months and are accredited. See how mm -hmm. well that goes. Yeah. I get that. That I mean, experience is important, 
I don't know, though, if they value experience over, like, a piece of paper. It really depends on where you go. Like, the government, they they require the diploma. They won't fucking look at you um, mm-hmm. without it. At least up here in the north. Like, maybe down south, maybe they're less rigid. But up here, they're really fucking rigid. Or, like, in... Or, like, a fucking entry-level HR position. I had a year of HR. And then they're like, no, you need you need the four-year diploma. I'm like, but I've been doing this job. Like, looking at your job details, I've been doing more than this for the past year. Like, mm-hmm. Can I get it in? They're like, no, you need the diploma. And I'm like, okay, cool, great, thanks. Great, yeah. God, that system's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's, (laughs) it really is. Um, But that's kind of, you know, society kind of has been built that way. You know, surprise the diploma. Yeah, and college just sucks. Like, it's expensive. I mean, I don't know how it is in Canada, but, like, it's not super expensive in Oklahoma where I live, but... Like, anywhere else, you're going to be in debt for a while. And there's just so many different classes you have to take. Sometimes they don't even pertain to your major. And uh, it's just annoying. Yeah, up here we have a SFA program, um, Student Financial System. And they'll basically pay for almost all of your college. Um, and you could generally get out debt free you just gotta come back to the north and work for uh several years mm. and then they'll just start ta- and then like every month or every quarter you work here um they take x amount off your debt and then after like six or eight years you're completely debt free mm, let's see yeah i know some people that will be in debt their entire lives Sounds extremely stressful. Oh, I definitely don't doubt that, especially when, like, a lot of these degrees, your entry-level position is, like, 20, 30 grand. Yep. Not worth. Not worth. Not at all. But that's a whole thing where you need to, like, completely reform your entire education system. Completely. There's a bunch of reasons you guys need to, but, like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, education in Oklahoma is like one of the most underfunded states. <laughs> I remember our teachers couldn't even like afford paper. It wasn't in the budget and they were buying supplies out of their own pockets. Oh, that is definitely ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. Like up here, our teachers used to brag the school system we have here is like one of the most coveted across Canada. And I'm like, is it really like you got a lot of dropouts here, buddy? Like, doesn't sound like a good school system to me. Mm-hmm. Like even I like passed and I skipped. I skipped. I did nothing up till grade eight. Like I've literally, I don't even think I handed in a single um, assignment from grade four to eight. Mm-hmm. I just went to class, took a nap, slept. Went home and played video games. And then in high school, I went for like the first semester. Then I skipped every class. Like I'd probably show up like once every like three weeks to like do a test. 
um, mm-hmm. and then show up for the exams, but I'll be skipping every other day um, just to go play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not even joking. We literally just, me and my group of <laughs> friends, just went to the local game shop at like 12 o'clock when we, we'd go to the library um, and would hang out inside like the stairway for like an hour until the mall, until the library opened. And we'd stay in the mm-hmm. library for six hours playing magic. And we'd just go to the hobby store at lunch, play magic until four, then go home. Wow, That's still life. Yeah, it was like simple. I don't even <laughs> think any was like, I never really liked magic. I wasn't like, it was, it's a fun game, sure. But like, mm-hmm. I really only did it just to hang out with people. Like, I didn't give, I didn't really give a shit at the end of the day about like, we yeah. could have done anything. Uh, we could have smoked crack and that would have been great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't do that because you might have been in an entirely different situation. Maybe. Than crack is a it's a hard drug. Oh, it definitely is. Maybe heroin to start off. Little PCP baths. Heroin will definitely ruin your life. Definitely. That's what don't recommend. Does Bay have experience injecting that heroin? No, I, I don't have any experience with heroin or crack. Oh. Cocaine. I don't think I could take your advice then. Sorry, Bay. I have seen it, though. Oh. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Like, the after effects of it, or you watch people do heroin? Like you took wrong alleys? Um... No, just the After Effects. Oh, yeah, that's never fun to see. And then I was at a rave, and this guy, he, like, we were in a hotel room with, like, random people or something. There was, like, this one shady guy that everyone just, like, didn't really like, who he had, like, problems with. We don't even know why he was there. I think he just didn't have anywhere else to go. And (laughs) I'm pretty sure he either offered up heroin or crack. I can't remember which one, and everyone was just like, what the fuck? No, dude, we're not going to do heroin or crack with you. Like, was he, like, trying to sell, or was he just like, hey, guys, I casually no, have heroin with you? No, like, yeah, he was just like, hey, who wants to do some H, or who wants to do some... I don't even know. It was so weird. And everyone's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> nope. No thanks. So I- he didn't do it, but thank God. So your rave life, like I still can't imagine you like the innocent little goth bay as a fucking rave. I just like from everything I've seen of you, I just can't imagine you going out and going to rave like in the morning. <laughs> well, I've only been to like one, so and that's because my ex was really into raving, like big into it like going to burning man going to edc like every year um and he took me to splash house and it was a good time i mean i did some mushrooms did some x and that was fine i mean i wouldn't do x again but mushrooms i would do again um, but yeah, I mean, it was fun to dance around and drink alcohol and do drugs and 
bake in the sun and talk about your feelings because you're on drugs and meet new people. Pretty much like the rave experience I had. No drama, which was surprising because I think that happens often in most rave groups. I haven't really dived into the rave groups or really many drug groups. Like, from the few people I talk about it who go to raves, like 90% of their problems is they took drugs the previous night and they don't know what drugs they took. Yeah, I assume that is like a problem. Like, I've had a bunch of people, like, so the girl... I, I so the girl I was sipping for before you, um, we uh, did an e date, and on our very first e date, um, mm-hmm. we we're just we were just talking about anime. She was just listening to me like, just dissect a bunch of these different things, like my favorite animes back, and talking about how I want to cosplay when this fat bastard in that anime, who like. Mm-hmm aggressively plays the guitar and all you hear is grunting and everything how amazing it was for me um mm-hmm. and like she's just sitting there smiling and happy and all giggly and then like two mm-hmm. seconds a- after that she just like leans forward and looks like she's gonna mean something and i just hear on the mic she just starts snorting and i'm like <laughs> oh like i i didn't know she did hardcore drugs at that point um mm-hmm. and i'm like at first i'm like oh maybe i'm just hearing it wrong maybe she just blew her nose and then mm-hmm. like she does like the um crushing kind of um hand effects and her hands off camera so i can't exactly see what she's doing and then like she does it like five more times throughout the call i'm like oh i'm not sure what's worse the fact that like you're doing it or the fact that i'm so boring you're doing like <laughs> how, how do i spin this to myself yeah. And then that goes into my whole, like, I, I'm, before that moment, I was, like, 100% against drugs. Like, outside of, like, weed and grooms, I'm like, you do drugs? Trash human of society. But then now it's like, oh, this person casually does cocaine, and, like, I might get laid, so I'm cool with it. Man, your morals are easily swayed. Oh, yeah, well, like, when somebody, like, my dog. booty in my life. It's like, oh no, everything's okay. Oh goodness, my dog is coughing in my lap. Oh no. I think she's okay. You okay? <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Didn't know what happened? You okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my dog will randomly get those sneezing. I'm always worried though that like just like a massive booger is gonna come out. Oh, yuck! But yeah, what were we talking about? Cocaine. Cocano. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I've never done cocaine, and I probably will never do cocaine. Uh, because cocaine will ruin your life as well if you're not careful. And I have a very addictive personality that I don't think it would be the best whereas you know stuff like shrooms is you know not addictive like that at least not in my case i get addicted Um, to things but like i'm also very lazy 
So I get unaddicted to that. So like, if I if I could get like cocaine on speed dial delivered to me all the time, I definitely mm-hmm. have an issue. But like, I just gotta find a really lazy drug dealer and be like, hey, never deliver, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, probably same. I wouldn't go out of my way unless it came to me. Um, but mm, I have drug and alcohol problems in my family, so which is why I generally stay away from cocaine. Is because that's okay, no. what f- fucked it up. Same. Yeah, alcohol everywhere. Native family, the joy. True. True. So you're Native American too. Yep. What kind? What are you? Are you? You're. Uh, I could literally call you a Native princess and be right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're Choctaw. We're from the Choctaw tribe. Um, I didn't never learned much about it because, well, so my mom's dad is Native American. And when my mom was little, my dad and her mom divorced. And he kind of never had a relationship with her, kind of didn't want anything to do with her. But my mom has a brother and he would like still talk to my uncle. And so my mom resented him a lot for that and never really talked to him, never really talked to me about him or our heritage or whatever so it's kind of not spoken about around here but i do know we're from the choctaw tribe that's about it yeah that tribe might might not accept you then if they follow probably probably not i think i'm about a quarter maybe a little less but I know my mom could definitely get like some kind of Native American card. That's what they get. I mean, her brother has one, but my mom's never made the effort. So, yeah, it's I don't. It's I don't know. It's weird. Just the imagine that like you need this car to specifically call yourself a Native American. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compare who's experienced worse racism, but like at the end of the day, African American people, they st- you know they know they're African American, you know, mm-hmm. like they 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 can still announce that and no one's going to deny it. Um, same with Latino people, same with um European people, but like Native American, for them to be able, like, luckily, uh, my tribe's not like that. At least I don't mm-hmm. think we are. Like, I thought we didn't follow the blood laws, but, like, Mm -hmm. I'm overhearing some people mention that we possibly do, so I gotta go look into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to see it's not, like, them just being dumb, but I'd have to go double-check into that. But, um, like, you need this special government-issue card to be able to call yourself a proper Native American or to be accepted in any sense as a Native American is fucking crazy to me. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because there's like money involved. I don't know. Because 
if you have a card, I'm pretty sure here, like, you can get um, money for college and different things. Um, it, it depends on your tribe. So it's not a universal thing for everything. Mm. Tribes also haven't really updated their, uh, or got a proper land claim deal. So to them, they just might get, like, mm-hmm. and to some of them, it's only if you live on the reservation. So you might be able to claim yourself as an Indian and have Indian status, but you don't get any of the benefits because your tribe is required to stay on a reservation. Yeah. Which is also fucked. But I guess that's technically happened to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty disconnected from those types of things. Especially since my mom doesn't claim it. So, which, you know, it's whatever. I don't really care that much in terms of, like, feeling recognized or learning about my heritage. I guess it would be interesting, but I don't know. Yeah, like, if you if you haven't grown up in that culture, like, in any culture, really, like, it's... Like, I, 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 I kind of get pained when I hear, like, older elders and everything, like, complaining about, oh, the youth don't care, they don't, they're not respecting our cultures, but I'm like, if you haven't grown into it, you can't care for it. Like, I'm, I'm half, I'm Klicho, uh, which is Dene slash Norse and I'm white. Now, my white heritage is Scottish, Irish, German, and a little bit of French which is extremely common among Canada um, because those were the um, first settlers that came here. And the first... um, So Nova Scotia is filled with them, and that's where my family hails from. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. Like, I remember... Like, literally everyone I went to school with were like, yeah, I'm Scottish, Irish, German, French. Um, Literally everybody. Um, but like none of us actually knows anything about the Scottish, Irish, or German, or French, um, history. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Nazis were German. The French wimps who you know flew the white flag during World War Two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Scottish and Irish wear kilts and eat haggis and drink a lot, and they cuss amazingly. But like, that's about it. Like, if you like. If you want to talk to me about, like, the Celtics or anything like that, I know nothing. I know nothing about any sense of their culture or um, or their mm-hmm. religions or anything like that. Same with, like, I just have a zero interest in it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I don't. I definitely, maybe I'll care in the future, but not right now. Haven't grown up around any kind of culture. I've just been white American, so. Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag your white privilege. White priv. Hashtag date me if you're not racist. Coming from a brown man, it's true. Wait, me date you if I'm not racist? Of course, that's the whole Oh. <laughs> well, you're in luck. I'm not racist. Oh, oh, oh. I gotta clip that.
You got a clip on command? I'll just edit it out and like make a video <laughs> and then play it on repeat every night before I go to bed. YOLO. It'll bless you with good dreams. Of course. So, podcasting. Mm -hmm. What kind of podcast do you listen to? I'm sorry, what'd you say? What kind of podcast do you listen to? Just so I could kind of get in a mindset of what kind of things. Do you even listen to podcasts? Uh, not really. I think I've listened to one podcast, like, to help to try and help me sleep, and then it didn't work, so I got frustrated. But I remember what it was. It was like, it was like some some like two ladies talking about serial killers or something, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe that'll be interesting. <laughs> And you thought that would help you sleep? That's, yeah. That's how you get nightmares, Bay. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> like, I get paranoid, you know, due to my anxiety quite fucking easily. So, uh, mm. I read this graphic novel called Cross. Um, my friend kept recommending it. He's like, it's the most goriest thing I've ever seen. Like, Berserk is nothing compared to this. Um, and it's written by Garth Ennis, who wrote a really a whole shitload of great DC comics. Um, uh -huh. And it really is the most fucking disturbing comic I've ever read, to the point where it gave me literally night terrors, and I couldn't sleep properly for about six months. Oh, why was it so bad? No, it's just gory. That's all it is. But then, like, my mind is set so when I see something disturbing, every time I close my eyes, I half, I constantly see it, which then mm. affects my dreams and everything. And then, um, and then once my dreams start getting affected with the same thing, every time I close my eyes, I start seeing it. Um, so even mm. when I blink, I start seeing shit. Um, oh wow! So then, like, I'll I'll be walking down. Like a path, which is kind of forestry, not nasty. It's not like a forest. I I'm, I don't live in like the woods or anything like that. But there's just a bunch of trees around the path I walk to work, and so then mm. I start getting freaked out that like the crossed are out there waiting to kill me. And then mm. I couldn't sit with my back to the window or the door. I had to be able to see where anybody would be able to come into my um, office. So started getting even more paranoid about that and everything else. Fucked me yeah. up for so long. And like, <laughs> at the end of the day, the cross book, like, it's gory, but it's not that bad. Like, it, it wasn't like some psychotic, crazy shit. Well, okay, I guess it, it's it's literally the most goriest comic out there. But it's more just shock shock, um, porn, than, well, gore porn than anything. Um, yeah. Like, imagine zombies, um, that instead of eating you, they just want to torture and rape you. And then that's the cross. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've read some... I've, I've read, like, one... I forget what it was. It was, like, some gory... Like, erotic novel type thing. It was called, like, The Daily Life of Mai-Chan. Have you heard oh, of it? Oh, yeah, the maid who's, like, a mor who, like... Immortal, yeah. who works at, like... And then, like, like rich people... Prostitution. Yeah, yeah. Rich, rich people spend to do anything to her. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't fuck me up that much. 
Um, it no, kind of, I didn't think so either, but it was weird. Yeah, like it, it kind because of, I was so sensitive at the time because of the Crossmate comics. It kind of tweaked me a little bit, but like at the end, at the end of the day, like I would still imagine the cross stuff. I, I I'm hypersensitive to gore now because of that. Still, oh um, wow! To get over it, I had to read and reread all the cross comics. I'd like dive into everything, even like the really dark stuff, like cross psychopath. Mm-hmm. And of course, they make it in that one that the most disgusting stuff you see is done by a non-infected human. So if anybody wants to watch, read something really fucked up, read Cross. Crossed? Crossed. It's called mm. Cross because when they're infected, they get a cross on their forehead, um, like a red cross. Mm, I see. Interesting. Yeah, I only read my my Chen because um, I saw on YouTube like they were making it into a live action movie, <laughs> and the, like several YouTubers were like, "This is stupid! Like, it doesn't need to be adapted into a movie! Like, what the fuck?" And so I was like, "Huh? Let me read what they're talking about." And I was like, "Oh shit! Yeah, it probably shouldn't be adapted into a live action movie. Like, why?" That's just Americans being fucking stupid and not understanding the Japanese movie market. Um, so in America, our gore is very haunting and scary, right? It's like, um, it's like the what the Terrifier on Netflix or something, where it's just, it's literally just torture porn, and it's disturbing and it's meant to sicken you. In Japan, their gore is comedy, right? Like you'll have, like. Tokyo Gore Police. Um, there's like this vagina chair. It's just like it's like supposed to be like a girl that was like turned into a vagina chair. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's literally that. It's just sitting around a chair with a vagina on it. And like then you had this other girl who was like turned into an alligator girl. So like her so like her upper body is like completely nude, but then her lower half is like an alligator mouth but it's made out of flesh. So, like, she's just crawling after people with her alligator mouth and trying to bite people. But it has those really cringy blood squirts, you know, where, like, where like it'll be like, oh, I got a paper cut. But then, like, miles of blood is squirting out. And it's like <laughs> that for everything. So, it's, so though it's gore, it's played on more as, like, a, a comedy than, like, horror stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Or... And that's like their whole subgenre there, and it's brilliant. Like Vampire Girl in Tokyo, um, Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. It's brilliant. Frankenstein Girl, they cut off her arm. You know what she does? She takes a drill, drills it on her head. Her arm is now uh, turned into a helicopter, and she starts flying around. What the hell? Yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's cringy, but it's cringy humor. Right? Like, it's just really cheesy, messed up things. Then you have, like, Suicide Squad. Um, I think that was, like, a cult classic. Um, or not Suicide Squad, uh, Suicide Club. Where it's, like, just mm. talks about a bunch of, like, girls in high school trying to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. They just have... It's, it's a brilliant genre. So for that, like... Yeah, like, it would... It would be turned into like a gory, most likely a comedy type of thing, 
or maybe not necessarily an exact comedy, but the gore would be comedy more so than, I guess, realistic. I haven't mm. really seen Japan or most of Asia really do complete disgusting gore type of stuff. Like, they'll mm-hmm. do some gory scenes, like um, in Old Boy, when the guy has to cut off his tongue after he realizes he fucked his daughter. Or, <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> or, um, Have you seen The Forest of Love on Netflix? Uh, no, not, I, I rarely watch any Netflix movies. Like, the most horror it's Netflix a... movies I watched was with you. Mm, it's a Japanese film. I don't even know. It's probably like more of a drama, but there is like a gory scene where they cut up a body and boil the insides and like, I don't know, do a bunch of shit with the body to get rid of it. Yeah, when they go there, they go there, but. Yeah. They don't... I still really liked that film. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Um... Oh, the Japanese film is very different. Yeah, like, uh, I Saw the Devil is probably one of my most favorite um, revenge flicks. Um, It's a Korean film, though, not Japanese. Um, And there's, like, some gore, but it's it's not necessarily there for shock value. It's primarily there just to show you that the serial killer that the main um, character is chasing after is a psychopath, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even in, like, the... the, um, the uncensored versions you have like they go into this house of cannibals and like it's not like in an american film during this you'll see body parts um flung everywhere um that's not what they show you they show you um the man going up to kill the girl and like his psychotic nature there they don't show you the gore of like him skinning somebody alive or anything like that like hostile or some shit um, mm-hmm. And that's what I prefer. I prefer just seeing the darkness of people rather than just fucking gore for the sake of gore. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of gore for the sake of gore either. Pretty nasty. Yeah. But, like, now, even after all that cross, like, just even the slightest bit of gore fucks me up. Like, it's as if, like, I got trauma from it. Like, mm. I'll watch, like, Friday the 13th for the 100th time, and then I see somebody getting their arm cut, cut off, and I'm just disturbed afterwards. I'm like, he just got his arm cut off. It's no big deal. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm stuck being disturbed by it. Did you have problems with gore before that? Nope. Not until I read Crossed. Crossed fucked me up. Hmm. Interesting. Must have been pretty bad, then. Yeah, like I don't like now I read now I reread all of Cross like every like three months. Um because like I'll remember a scene, I'll start getting nightmares and I'm like pull up my phone, reread it, okay, I'm good, I could go to bed now. Um But like 'cause like before when I dreamt of zombies and stuff, I'd always like turn into Goku and like, come in May wave my way out of there. Right? Mm-hmm. Or some shit or be a superhero and save everybody. But then with Crossed, I, like, literally in every single dream I had, when the Crossed were in there, I would just kill myself, like, immediately. I would just be like, nope, I'm dead. Oh, dogs are loud. Kill the dogs. Kill myself. Done. It's just dark and bleak. It's crazy how fucked up I was because of that. So, 
So in Crossed, there's zombies? Like, no, do they? I just say zombies just as like a quick way to kind of explain them. Um, so in the Cross, the infection, they still haven't, re no one's really revealed where the Cross has come from. Um, but there's just like one day there was just an infection that would affect people and basically turns them into psychopaths. So like they would just do anything they could to torture people mentally, emotionally, and physically. Um, some would just rape you. Others would just kill you. Most would try to torture you. Jeez, I'm looking at some images on Google. Yeah, like, um, Wish You Were Here, which ironically is a romance story across all this fucked upness. And, like, the introductory scene is, like, a guy holding up a dolphin out of the lake, stabbing it while he's fucking its blowhole. And it's <laughs> like, this is the comic we're reading. Or, so uh, do they only kill people without crosses or they kill even people with crosses? They they kill people with crosses. They tend to avoid it simply because there's there, there's no pain reactions. If you start torturing a cross um, infected, they'll just laugh. So then other cross find it boring. Um, mm. But the cross do start um, forming tribes and such in their own little groups um, and even armies. Um, and once they meet a rival group, um, most of the time, they will just go into a war or something and then kill each other. Um, but generally, they don't. I see. Does it have a good story? Is it just... Yeah, yeah. You could argue it has a good story. Like, the first cross is interesting. Um, like, that one is primarily just setting the universe. Um, all the stories are written by different people. Um, so it's not Garth Ennis. He only writ he only wrote the first universe, well, the first book, and then he said after that, like, I don't care if the publisher makes more, just don't touch my characters. Um, and so his story is about these guys, um, this group of people trying to escape uh, somebody who's called somebody that's called a super crossed, and you're super crossed. You're basically as intelligent as a regular person. Um, so, and that's the scary thing because the other cross are mindless fucks, right? They see mm -hmm. somebody, they want to kill them, right? Whereas the super yeah. cross will see somebody and they're like, no, we're going to take it slow and I'm going to make this last as long as I can. And, you know, they could make plans and they could, um, you know, organize people and they could raise armies and everything. So they're chased, they're getting chased down by a super cross named Horsecock. And he's called Horsecock because <laughs> he carries around a horsecock that he beats people to death with. Uh, doesn't explain how he got it, but he probably cut off a horse cock. Um, but yeah, because they also torture animals too, and rape animals. Wow, that's fucked up. Yeah, so like on one of them, there's a sequence where there's like this person, where this cop and this old white lady are like, we're trying to find our dog, and then they look up, and then there's this naked man on top of the train fucking a chihuahua. And it was their chihuahua. Yeah, so it was just tiny. And it's like, uh, I could have gone without seeing that image. <laughs> Thanks for the image. Oh, yeah, but like if you're looking at like the cross stuff, like even the cover art's pretty fucking gory, too. Yeah, it is. But the worst image is definitely from the first Garth Ennis book. You had this, I don't I, I shouldn't describe it to you. I probably shouldn't describe it to you. It's pretty fucked. 
Now I have to describe it to me. As long as it won't traumatize you. No, I no, I've gotten past that point. I'm forever traumatized. Um, okay, so in the beginning of the books it starts off with this um this large group and they're camping out in a cave. And one of the guys is explaining this story where he believes crossed are like demons. Um, because he grabbed table salt and the table salt saved him from a cross and like the cross couldn't go near him. Um, logically mm-hmm. speaking, you would simply assume the salt got into the crossed eyes, it burned his eyes, he ran off. Um, or like fell down or something. But mm-hmm. this guy gets in his mind that no, salt is the thing that's going to save you forever. Um, some cross come up and um, find out where their lair, where these this, the survivor's lair is. Um, so they like they get out of there and they start running. Um, while they're running up a hill, the dude's wife breaks her ankle, um, mm-hmm. and the cross are right there. So she's like, "No, get away, save our daughter, just keep running." But the guy's like, "You know what? No, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna save you." So he like makes a ring of salt around, him. and then like he's all serious while you see the cross aren't really going near him. But then the next scene. You see him cut open from like his entire stomach's cut open. Um, him and his wife are getting raped, and then she's just screaming like curses. I'm like, "This is your fucking fault, you piece of shit! You're fucking pathetic trash! I can't! I fucking hate you!" While like he's sitting there looking back as like some other cross is ass raping him and like ripping his guts out, and then you see in the background two cross holding their daughter. And they ripped her in half from like sideways, not hmm. like vertically, not horizontally. So like they ripped yeah. her yeah, down from the skull downward rather than like from her waist and stuff. And then you just see all that gore and blood and everything dripping down and stuff, and it's like oh fuck. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's very fucking brutal. They also have like funny gore moments, I guess. I funny, I guess you could say. Like in the in like the first chapter when they're kind of revealing where the cross came from, um, <laughs> this one guy, this um like little restaurant owner, gets infected, and like but he gets like stabbed or something so he can't really walk, um and while they're kind of looking at this plane crash down and seeing the after effects of the cross's first invasion, um, the guy the old cook just slowly starts crawling outside and he stabs somebody and then he crawls on top of that person and starts fucking the dude's stab hole wound oh yeah like you don't see the actual effects they just casually say and then this (laughs) started fucking him and then you kind of and then all these show is like him crawling on top of it the motion of him undoing his pants and then like grunting sound effects and it's like, oh, okay, it's one of the, it's go- that's what's gonna happen, and it keeps happening. Jeez, weird. Yeah, definitely disgusting. But- hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I really hope you don't just spend the rest of the night just fucking reading the cross. Wait, sure. how do they get infected? I'm confused. They don't actually show. So they get infected the same zombie rules. You know, like if you get if if you get bit, um, if they spit on you and they're um, 
if their DNA gets inside of you, so from like sex, since they're rapists, um, if they their if you digest their blood, their piss, feces, any of that stuff, if that somehow mm-hmm. gets into you or touches you, you will become infected, and almost immediately. Um, so none of the comics really showcase where the infection starts, as it seemingly hits the world all at the same time. Um, different comics state different things. Like one comic will say, oh, July 26, 2001, or no, 2004, or something like that, um, was like um, was like C-Day, the day the cross came. But then other comics will show it was actually a couple of weeks before that, that certain places were full, getting taken over and fully infected and everything. Hmm. I see. Very interesting. I wonder what was going through their head <laughs> well, when making that. Well, Garth Ennis is very comfortable with gore. Like, his comics were kind of more on the brutal side, if I remember correctly. And then he also wrote The Boys, um, the superhero, the dark superhero comic, um, mm-hmm. which is also quite gory and not as gory as Cross, though. Cross, like, is literally the most goriest comic. I've dived in and read, like, Necronomicon and all these other um, really gory comics, but none mm-hmm. of them are as gory as or have the shock value that the Cross has. Hmm. Like Cross Psychopath is definitely like the most fucked up one of all. Um, Interesting. So if you read the others and you have a weak stomach, don't read Psychopath. Um, but he didn't read that. He didn't write that one, right? No, that was written by somebody else, if I remember correctly. But yeah, on that one, you have one guy who's a literal psychopath. Uh, he... Can psychopaths get infected? So they showcase a lot of people with very men- various mental illnesses. And when they get infected, they are different than other crossed. They typically um, have more control than the others do. Um, so, psycho- so one psychopath was infected um, in... in a series called Crossed 150 Years Later, um, which kind of showcases what happens in 150 years. um, And one psychopath turns and gets infected, and his personality is completely unchanged. He's exactly the same as he was before he Mm. was crossed. Um, um, (laughs) He's still, like, as in control as he was before then. and he raises, like, he trains the cross to not be as psychotic or um, crazy as they are. So they can become more controlled. And so he slowly builds a civilization of crossed. And over 150 years later, they come back and, like, tr- take over the world, basically. Just once everybody thought the crossed were dying out. Damn. That's sad. Yeah. Destroyed everyone's hope. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then, like, um, other cross, like, who are artistic or autistic or have um, 
um, brain brain issues are all shown to become uh, super crossed, like the intelligent infected. Well, interesting. Very interesting. Don't read it, Bay. Okay, I won't. I won't. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in things that, like, are disturbing to other people, I guess. Then, if you will read it, read Crossed. Um, wish You Were Here. Family Matters. Those are the good ones. Not like in the sense that they're less disturbing, but just in general story. Um, mm. And then if you're still wanting to read them after that, let me know. And I could there's something called Crossed 100. And that's just a bunch mm. of small short, short stories that build upon the universe. And I'll tell you the good ones out of that. Because a bunch of them are boring. Like, they're just like, whatever. Yeah, basically. Can take it or leave it. Pretty much, yeah. Like, it's just like some short story. Yeah. But we're at the hour and 17 mark already, so let's call that an episode. All right. Do we have to sign off, or that's just it? I don't know if you want to sign off and you can be like, hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. That sounded so fake. <laughs> 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 All right, well, thanks for listening to whoever listens to this. If this comes up, because this might just be a tester episode. I will That's see. true.